All right, welcome to a new episode of Guys Who Law. We were on a one-week hiatus, but we're back. We are back. I'm Andrew Icebrook. And I'm Jesse Weber. And we got a great episode for you today. We discuss the top legal uh, stories, topics of the week from a millennial lawyer's perspective. We're two millennial lawyers here, and we're going to break it down for you. So we got midterm elections coming up next Tuesday, November 6th. We're going to actually publish this ep- episode on Tuesday to make it uh, more timely. But we wanted to discuss some of the crazy voting laws that um, are uh, that exist around the country. Yeah, because it might be a bit hard to actually vote depending where you live. And I, we'll talk about whether millennials are actually going to come to the voting polls this time. We'll see Tuesday. I, for midterms, there's always a decrease, but um, maybe this one, there'll be more. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And then next, we are going to talk about some big drama between Ryan Felipe and— I don't think it's Felipe. Is Isn't it Felipe? Is it Felipe? Ryan. Philippe? Ryan Philippe. 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 They honestly, they should just declare this one way or another. They should have an announcement. I say tomato, you say tomato. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, for whatever. Well, Ryan is in a lawsuit with his ex because uh, Ryan's allegedly uh, being, he's, a, he's accused of allegedly assaulting his, his ex-girlfriend. And the, uh, the, the girlfriend is trying to uh, unveil some text that were between Ryan Philippe and his ex-wife, uh, Reese Witherspoon, who everybody knows. Huge, huge movie star. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Different it's, emphasis on a different syllable. I, I can't wait to talk about this because I love the concept of exes talking about current relationships. Yeah, so there were some texts where he mentioned the ex, and they're trying to reveal that in court because it's relevant. So we're going to discuss that. And then we have, a, for a crazy crime of the week, the Red Sox won the World Series recently. I'm a Yankee fan here, so this is not very enjoyable. Who, to speak who are the Red about. Sox? I don't, I don't know. Some small team. We just lost all of our listeners in Massachusetts. <laughs> and we're not even like that big of fans, but I guess we're New Yorkers. We have to be. Yeah. I wore a Yankees hat in here as we were recording. Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, Boston fans, those hooligans, are getting arrested um, and uh, and charged for some different crimes that happened during the parades and during the celebrations. So bunch of shenanigans, if you ask me. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of that, but. Um, Let's get to the voting first. So, Jesse, I, I, I have a confession for you. Uh-oh. What is it? So, until about 10 minutes ago, uh-huh. I thought that I wasn't registered to vote on Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, I was questioning my patriotism. I was questioning who I was. I felt like an embarrassment to all our podcast listeners. <laughs> so, what, you thought that you were registered? I thought that I was not registered. You thought that you were not I, registered. I went online and went to the New York New York uh, voter lookup. Regist- you can look up your registration and see where you're registered to vote and if you're registered to vote. I put my address in, and it, it said no results found. Uh-oh. So, well, to be honest, I didn't even know you could do that. Maybe I should check. I don't even know if I'm <laughs> registered to vote. So I, 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 I went online. I, I looked to see if I could still register, and I found out that the registration deadline was October twelfth, so it already how passed. would people know that? Well, that's that's my problem. How how would but most people don't go online and check the dates of voter registration? Some people do, but I think the average person probably does not. And we live in New York. I didn't see any ads about it anywhere on buses. I didn't see it on those digital kiosks that when you walk down the street, October twelfth should have been a date that was embedded in my mind. Yeah. So the rest of the story is now I am eligible to vote. I I realized that. I was registered 
under another address, which I had lived at temporarily. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to that polling station. But the moral of the story is what I learned from this process, this nightmare. I thought I wouldn't be able to vote. I was questioning who I was as a person. Is that it's ridiculous that you can't even. You should be able to register to vote the day of the election. You should be able to show up, register if you have an ID. And vote then. Like, how many people are going to know that they need to register by October 12th? And then they have no opportunity. There are no other opportunities to register after October 12th. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I thought about it. It would be so much easier if we could all vote online like a BuzzFeed quiz, you know? <laughs> Which, by the way, are fantastic. Which sandwich best represents you? <laughs> Tuna salad or something like that. But the point is, is if you could just, read, you, if you could just vote online November 6th, go in there, and there were... The proper protocols were put in place so that there was no uh, voter fraud that people – because obviously that's what it's all about. Yeah. We have all these laws to make sure there's no – everybody would vote. But that's not the case here. And it's so inconvenient to vote. Like, yes, you're registered to vote. With your schedule, do you think you're going to be able to go out and vote on the 6th? I'm going to try to, but it's very difficult. And that's one other problem I have. Federal elections, the elections on November sh- November 6th, should be a holiday. It should be a federal holiday. Either either they should make Tuesday so that people have off from work, or they should make election day a Saturday or Sunday. Because a lot of people need to make a living, and 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 then they're not going to be able to take off from work, or they're going to be feel pressure that they need to stay. You're legally obligated to allow someone to go vote, but in practice, there's going to be a lot a lot of people out there who are not going to want to leave their job during the day. It doesn't make sense to me at all that voting is on a day when people are working. I don't yeah. know why it's it's taken. Well, I don't know why it hasn't been changed yet. It seems like a very obvious thing to me. And it's not like there's a voting booth uh, outside. You got to go to a specific location. You got to wait in line. And and a lot of people aren't going to do it. Yes, they like to do it. They say, hey, I voted. You get that kind of like cool sticker on Snapchat or Facebook. They can post it. They can take pictures of the line. And they're like, yes, I voted. I voted. But really, you are cutting out, what, an hour hour and a half of your day to do that? If there's long lines, it can be even longer than that. And maybe in this election season? Probably. Maybe. I mean, there are some ways around it. You can do absentee voting, so they'll send it to your to your house or apartment beforehand so you can vote. Some states have early vo- early voting where you're able to vote early, but New, y- New York is not one of those states where you can vote early, which also doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, you know, I, I would think that New York would be liberal on these kind of issue- issues, but... There's no early voting in New York. And again, the whole thing is because they don't want voter fraud. So every kind of rule that they have out there in every kind of state to make sure that you are uh, properly registered and confirmed to vote is all because of voter fraud. I'm just very excited to see if Russia is going to interfere in our election <laughs> this time. We I mean, it's been two years since the general election and the presidency. So who's are they going to interfere this time? I can't wait to see. Do you think they will? I mean – they, we got to be consistent. If they're going to interfere in one election, we hope they interfere in another. Well, one. so the thing is, though, when they interfered last time, it was really a lot of it was through Facebook that they were like funneling pro Republican candidate ads through Facebook. Um, now Facebook seems to have become more stringent on that kind of stuff. They also promote news articles a lot less than they did previously. It's just trying to be more focused on like people p- uh, posting random pictures of their dog or cats or something. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's less likely now, but you never know. Well, it, it would be funny if I was like, oh, I was on Instagram and I saw these sponsored ads for <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> Vote now. I, I think there's a problem. There's a real serious problem because, first of all, we want 
everybody to vote. Or we want a lot of people to vote, and we want young people to vote. We want millennials to vote. Everybody's complaining, right? Everybody's been complaining in politics one way or another. Everybody has a comment to make on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or their friends about how upset they are with our way our government is working, and rightfully so. So now's the opportunity to make a change. But what I have actually seen, and I've read some statistics on it, I think only a third of millennials are actually going to turn up to vote. And one of the reasons that they say that is because they feel that they're not properly represented by Congress, that they're not – that the these elections aren't really going to affect their life. I, I, I see that as the lamest excuse ever and I've heard it a million times. Just because yeah. you don't think it will have, have an effect on it? Like if everybody thinks that, then there's going to be no change. Yeah. Like even though your vote is only one vote – that's a right that not all people are given. No. Like some countries, they don't have that right. And if enough people vote together, then there can be a change. And half the time laws are passed that you don't realize affect your life until it affects your life. Yeah. So I think it's really important that people go out and do that. And the idea that, oh, I just want to vote for candidates whose values I believe in. All right, whatever. But like you can't go out and think that it's not – it doesn't matter to you. It really does matter to you because a lot of these people, these congressmen – they might win their first term. It's much easier winning an incumbency than it is. That's true. So wh what's her name? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? Mm. She's going to face a Republican nominee, Anthony Pappas, in the November 6th general election. She's running for the House, right? First time, 29 years old. People really like her. And then there's people who don't support her. And if that's the case, like, you should vote one way or another because if she gets elected, then she might be – in the House for a very long time. So I think people have to look at it both ways. It's the same thing with that guy, Beto O'Rourke, right? Mm -hmm. Which, by the way... That's a big one. That's a huge one. Yeah. And there's... Why do you think it's so much attention on that one and not other ones? Because he's running against Ted Cruz. Right. Whoever, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what is a Lion Ted. Yeah. They call him <laughs> Lion Ted Cruz. Total liar. But I... <laughs> see, I, I think it's funny, the election cycle. He is like a young candidate... I don't know his policies, but he just seems like a young he's, guy, like a young they, – they say he's too left. He seems Obama-esque, honestly. Right, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he, and that's the way to win elections, I think, these days. You really want to become like – Kind of a rock star. A rock star, relevant to young people. That's what he is. He's a young guy, 45 or something like that. Yeah, he's in his 40s, like good-looking guy, speaks well, articulate. But yeah. I think if people look at his policies, some people are saying he's a little too left and people are saying that – like I think Ted Cruz said he's not – He's too liberal for Texas. But I wonder I these these means, days, but. like when people run, um, like when Trump when Trump ran, he was running way to the way to the right, and people thought he would come more towards the center as he as he came to office. And maybe that hasn't panned out totally. But to win an election now, do you have to be hyper partisan, or can you be a centrist? So I thought about that, and I I don't know if I told you on the podcast or we were talking about it, but. I thought about politics at one point in my life, and I was like, oh, no, I was talking to my friends about this. I, I realized I could never run because you have to go one strong way either side. You can't be like, well, I'm in the middle, and I support a little bit of the conservative stance, and I support a little bit of the liberal stance. No, it doesn't work that way because you need to be, get at the support from one base, and I think that's the biggest problem in politics right now because I think there's a lot of people that would be really good and have – views towards the middle or maybe a little bit on one side, but because they're not die hard on certain positions on one way or another, they're never going to get elected. So maybe we need a different approach here because that's a big problem. And you said, you said way too much on this podcast that might harm your future, future political career. <laughs> I don't even know what I've been saying. <laughs> but but uh, 
listen, I, I agree with you. And no matter who the, the, the um, candidate is, I don't think there's a way that a person would agree with every single stance that they have. Like, there's got to be one thing that they don't agree on them with. So... Wait, what do you mean? Like, when they go forward, they have a position like, ah, I actually don't believe that? Yeah, like, like just as a person, like... Are you not, saying politicians are not truthful? Listen, I, that, whether they're truthful, they're truthful or not, like, even if I support a candidate, there are some things that I disagree with with that candidate on. There's just so many issues that there has to be. Yeah, you're not going to love someone perfectly. You're, you're not dating them. No. You know, you're not trying to marry these candidates. It's just the, who's right for you? And everybody's everybody's life is different in different parts of the country. What matters to them? I was I was very surprised by the vote the voter turnout last election. It was a lot higher than I thought. I looked this up before our podcast, and it was close to sixty percent. I thought it was going to be under fifty percent. Well, here's the thing: that was in the everybody was talking about it. Everybody was talking about, it, and people were driven one way or another. The booths mostly from a hatred of one candidate or another, mm. and also everybody knew about it. How many people know about the midterms November 6th? And, and it's not like, hey, I went out there and I voted for Donald Trump. Yes, I went out there and I voted for Hillary Clinton. Now it's, no, I <laughs> voted for Kristen Sinema. <laughs> you got it. I voted for Randy Holtgren. <laughs> right. The point is, is you're not going out there to... But that's the exact this. reason why, because... The candidates for this election are less well known. There's less celebrity around them. I think people know that the midterms happen. Most most people know about that, but they don't know the candidates. And so people love celebrity right now. That's why they're talking about The Rock and Oprah and Tom Hanks. Because if you had these people running, let's say every state was a, a celebrity running there, right? Better turnout. Better turnout. Robert Downey Jr. is running in California. The Rock is running in uh, Hawaii. You know, Oprah's running in Chicago. You have all these people running in different states for. Governors, House of Representatives, everybody would vote. I, th- I think so too. But I, it's going to be less than the general election. I think we know that. But I'm, I'm interested to see if it will be over, uh, over, o- over fifty percent. You know, one one other law that about, but that bothers me for elections, and I want to hear what you think about this, is that convict uh, p- people who are in prison and, and convicted felons, they typically can't vote. That they don't have the right to vote. Ex, uh, so they've already done their time? So felons who are in prison, and then there's a certain period once you're out of prison that I think you can't vote as well. Um, and then you get, you get past that after a certain parole period. But some, sta- some states I know have a period after you get out of prison that you can't vote either. I, I think it's good, and I'll tell you why. I don't think they should have the right to vote. I'll tell you why. You mentioned it before. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to vote, and a lot of people take advantage of that by not voting. Or clearly, in Andrew's case, not knowing if they're registered or not. But the point is, is they c- committed a crime. There's a penalty for that. And it's not just prison time. It's you really did something wrong. One of the rights that you unfortunately lose is the right to vote. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. So I have a couple problems with that, although I, res- I respect your opinion on this. But I have to disagree you. with it completely. Okay. So voting to me is a right, not a privilege. In this country, it's something that it, that people inherently should be able to do in order to make this democracy what it is. So it's it should it should be a given. Second, yes, these, a lot of these felons did horrible things and should be punished for it. But our justice system is so screwed up that there might have been other reasons why 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 they're in prison or their, or their sentence was it was a lot longer than it should have been or that they were imprisoned falsely. So they should have the right to vote on representatives 
that make laws that affect that system that they're currently being, uh, you know, they're, they're currently enduring. So that, 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 that's what I think about it, like, how, about that issue. So you're saying they should have the right to change the system because if they vote for the people that they want to vote for, those people could change the system and give them their rights back. Well, I'm not talking about giving them their rights back, but there's, they, there's certain parts of the system that might have not have treated them fairly. Well, if they get a pardon, you know, or clemency, or they might be able to have a situation where they can vote again. But here, here's the thing, I re- really, you're also entitled as a right to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, but life and liberty. That's taken away from them when they commit a crime and they're convicted of it. So I just think that this is, it, it can't just be the fact that prison is the only thing that, their only answer. The things are taken away from people that commit the, you're, you've killed somebody, you've spent 15 years in prison, 20 years of manslaughter charge, something like that, you get out, sorry. Can't vote. Uh, our criminal justice system and just is such just like a big part of this country to not have the people who are in it participate in the voting process, and those are the people who are really being affected by what by what's going on. Those are the people that know it best. I want to hear what they have to say. Ironically, people in prison, they got all the time in the world to vote. Yeah, they, they're, probably, they're, they're probably doing the research. They're yeah. probably doing more research than I am. They, they could. They don't. They're not running to a job. Anymore, <laughs> right? They got all the time to go to the, bo- the booths in the prison system. Yeah, they don't need. To, they don't need an absentee ballot. Just, that's a hilarious skit. Can you imagine, like, setting up a voting booth in a prison? <laughs> I can make so many jokes. Pris- prisoners love me. <laughs> <laughs> prisoners love me. Okay. I, in fact, one guy from Georgia built me a beautiful shank. Okay. And it was – and let me tell you something. I've seen shanks before. This one was great. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm, a, I'm, all f- I'm, more, I'm all for felons voting. I got to say that. But that's not the only laws, right? Aren't there some that are really bizarre? Didn't, isn't this like weird thing in Georgia that's going on? Like – so I th- – there's a person um, – I want to make sure I get this right because something big is happening in Georgia right now. It's the race for governors between Georgia's secre- secretary of state – Brian Kemp and the potential first black female governor, Stacey Abrams. And I read that 53,000 pending voter applications are being held in Kemp's office. 70% of those are African-American. And then although voters with pending applications can still cast their ballot, their votes won't be counted until their applications go through. There's so much a problem here. How is that allowed? One of the candidates has all these applications being held in their office and why i'm confused our, our voting system is so fucked up yeah <laughs> it, it is a problem that's a problem see that i don't understand and then what about when you like there's certain states there's certain rules like an exact match law you need voter applications to exactly match the information on a driver's license or social security voter id yeah yeah uh, and one way I'm like, okay, I, I, do, do you care? How much do you care about their that? This, or do you want this, just people to vote? This I don't have as a big a problem with as some of the other issues in terms of like not allowing same-day voting, early voting, that sort of thing. But voter ID, based, I, I mean, based on what I know, most people do have some form of ID. If you, if, if you don't have a form of ID, I'm going to guess that you don't follow – the you know what's going on in these elections that much anyway. Even though, and I'm not saying that those people don't deserve to vote, but you know they probably wouldn't be making that educated of a vote regardless. Um, but uh, you know, listen, I, I I guess that it's a way to protect against false voting, um, vote or vo- and voter fraud. 
but there needs to be a certain degree of flexibility that people can get different forms of identification, social security card, voter ID card, driver's license. So I think some states make it a little too strict um, and are lim- limited way too much. Yeah, listen, I don't want double voting. I don't want there to be fraud. I mean, the worst case scenario is somebody goes in, votes, and through some sort of mechanism comes in and votes again. So th- this is one thing, though, too. Do we actually know how much voter fraud exists? From what no. I, I remember hearing that it's actually, like, not that much. It's just something that politicians use to scare the public, people like us, that, and, and there's not really that much of it. <laughs> you have, like, somebody from Russia being like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, a conspiracy. Yeah, no, I don't. How do you even track that? I don't know. I mean, is there a way to track it? That's that's the uh, – I guess you can see if, like, two people voted or, t- or like, similar names voted. But. I guess you could look at, like, incident rates of voter fraud, but right. I don't know. Um, Bottom line, I think everyone should go out and vote. Know if you're registered because you might already be registered. Yeah, look up on your on your states. I, they, they should have a website whether you're registered on Tuesday. And if you're not, see if there's a way that you can register and get out there. I think the incident rate, we just looked this up, is point – this is the incident rate of voter fraud, point zero 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 three percent That's point uh, between point zero zero three and point zero zero two five percent That's very small. And and it's, t- it's an issue that's talked about so much. Yeah. Well, we we want fair and free elections. Yeah, but it's affecting point zero zero or zero whatever percent. Yeah, you know, it's not that. Not... Yeah. Anyways, let's rate this. Oh, this is important. Yeah, I think we're both going to probably rate this pretty high. Just I'm, I'm I'll go I'll go nine. Yeah, I'm going to go nine point one just to top Jesse. Thanks. <laughs> you you it was that was a point zero zero three. Uh, but yeah, uh, big election coming up on Tuesday. No, so yes, it is happening. We're first, we're letting anybody know who didn't know. November sixth, it's midterm elections. And yeah. wait, so how many we got? Let's see. Uh, that's the votes. Voters will decide thirty-nine state and territorial governors, all four hundred thirty-five seats of the House, and thirty-five out of a hundred seats of the Senate. There's a lot of decision making. Yeah, and right tune now. in and tune in today to our site, uh, network longcrime.com and Long Crime Network. We'll be discussing some parts about the election. It's going to be pretty interesting. Okay, now let's move on to the other biggest topic hitting the nation right now. It's about Ryan Philippi, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with Philippi. That's how we say his name in my book. Ryan Philippi was just ordered to turn over text messages between him and his ex-wife, Reese Witherspoon, in regards to an assault legal battle between him and his ex-girlfriend, Elsie Hewitt. Yeah, she would sued uh, Philippi for $1 million for, assault, for allegedly assaulting her in his L.A. home after she went to his house to get her belongings. Hewitt has demanded that the court sanction Philippi for not turning over certain court documents in time, and that's what happened. The court actually sanctioned him about almost $1,600 for not turning over these text messages when he was supposed to. She claims that Philippi abused drugs like cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and steroids, and she claims that he threw her down a set of stairs as hard as he could. Now, he claims that Hewitt broke into his house while intoxicated and made up this whole story in a way to extort him. And I think he's even mentioned that he would eventually file maybe a defamation suit against her. I think he already counterclaimed. Yeah, maybe. For for a frivolous lawsuit. Yeah, and probably will go after her for hurting his reputation. I love this story because I think, believe it or not, this affects a lot of people, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) Jesse told me today that there's... That he's 100% taking this story. Uh, I, I, I wanted this one. <laughs> he claimed I, this one. I wanted this one. And the reason I think, first, I think it is so interesting that we are talking about communications between a guy and his ex-wife 
about his current girlfriend. How many people out there have conversations with an ex about per people they're currently dating? And I, I will tell you right now, I think a lot. Well, in this in this instance where they were they were married before, right? They yeah. Were, and they have kids together, yes. right? So they have to speak a, a good amount since they have kids together. And I assume if you're speaking that often, you need to talk about your other relationships that are that are going on because there's kids involved. So I would I would say this is probably pretty normal to mention an, uh, like a girlfriend that he has to his ex-wife. See, I'm treating this like gossipy. Like he's <laughs> going back to Reese, talking about, oh, you know, I'm dating this girl. She just... She's not you. And I wonder like how much of that is happening. You're TMZing this. Oh, I am TMZing this like it's my job. I don't I know. It. I don't know. I, I, you know. I don't. Th I don't think they're getting back together. Not that I know much about. This You've never had a conversation with an ex about a current girlfriend. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, okay. I'm more of a cold turkey kind of guy though, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. No, I've um, <laughs> I've done that, and it, it's it's a very interesting situation because I wonder I always wonder why you're doing it. Are you doing it to get back together with the person? You, I, I would think usually to make the other person jealous, right? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I always or you treat the, you've transformed the person that you used to be in a relationship with into like some sort of platonic Friend. counselor. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that happens. People will say that that happens, but I don't know. It's you. You trust their advice. You dated them, and now that you're asking, can you can you be friends with someone after you dated them that long? I don't know. Well, the, here you made a good point. They they were married, so they have no choice but to be cordial. Yeah, they have kids together, and she loves him. I'm mean, to a certain extent. That's the father of her children. Yeah, I don't know if they. Were, I I bet that they just it, it came to uh, people found out that there were there were some texts that mentioned the person's name, but I doubt that they were talking about. You know, specifically what happened. Well, that's what I was curious about. What are the text messages that she wants? Where he, where he writes Reese Witherspoon, yeah, I threw her down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, Exclamation point. <laughs> yes, I take steroids. That like, definitely didn't happen. Like, are these the bombshells? I bet it was like, I'm leaving Elsie's house right now, and I'll be over in like 10 minutes. I threw her down the flight of stairs. <laughs> it must be all the steroids I'm doing. <laughs> and it doesn't mix well with the cocaine that I just did. Yeah, he's just, they're just trying to make this and do like a big media story, but I doubt the texts say anything in this. Well, it worked. We're covering it. It's true. They knew the guys who allow it pick this up. I, I always thought it was interesting. If he were to settle this lawsuit, mm -hmm. obviously under the law, like it would be, we wouldn't know what the details of it were. Yeah. But doesn't that look like if he were to settle this suit, that maybe something bad happened? Maybe some of her allegations were true? If I was him, I wouldn't. I, and it wasn't true, I wouldn't. I you would wouldn't not, settle? I would not settle 100%. Yeah. yeah. He's got the money to fight through this, I would imagine. Yeah, that's why I thought, I thought like the sanctions about him not uh, giving the giving over the text. Yeah. It was like, I think the first one sanction was like $3,000 something dollars and then it was like 1000 I was like, for him, this is... It doesn't this is, matter. This is nothing. Three seasons of Shooter on USA? He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Although they canceled that show. I never watched it. I, watched, yeah, I, I saw Cruel Intentions, but... Oh, uh, great movie. Speaking of people who are not familiar with Ryan Phillippe, did you know our producer, Amba, doesn't know who he is? I'm shaking her head right now. <laughs> I, I can't believe this. Now, you never even saw, uh, I know what you did last summer? I've heard of it. It's, a, it's an embarrassment. <sighs> You're such a disappointment. <laughs> Cruel Intentions? Sebastian? Cruel Intentions is a classic. I that, think they just made a Broadway show about it, I think. Yeah, I don't think that did well. But that's where he met Reese Witherspoon. Oh, really? That's yeah, they met on the set. Wow. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, he was so big back in the 90s. 
Yeah, I just love all '90s movies. They were great movies. Were great. So '90s. Yeah. Back to the Future. That was that was, that was, a little, was more started 80. in the '80s, but then yeah. the later ones came out in the '90s. I was actually talking recently about uh, Vegas Vacation. Oh, classic! Which is such a great '90s vacation yeah. movie. I love that. Yeah. What's the planes, trains, and automobiles? Was that the '90s? I think that, why do you keep going back in the '80s? I think that was '80s. <laughs> I don't know. I've been now you're like bell bottoms. I'm like Andrew. You're going even further back in history. I've been listening to a lot of '80s on Spotify recently. So. Oh, is it? What's your go-to song? Um. Asia. <laughs> uh, Africa like Toto that's great Africa yeah that's great is that allowed to take me away okay I was I was in Orlando this past weekend that's why I didn't we didn't record our show and I went to Animal Kingdom oh how was and it and we played Africa really we on your cell phone as we were on the wow the animals were not amused no they're like we are gonna eat you were they, re- they were real animals oh they, they were like right next to the truck wow they're <sighs> like play it again Play it again. Watch what happens. <laughs> Watch what happens. I'm like, the, the like, oh, the lion sleeps uh, 14 hours, like 27, like, I don't even know what they were like. He sleeps like 20 hours straight. And I was like, he doesn't seem to be sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, we hear the song all the yeah. time. It's enough already. Yeah, just stick your hand out. Just try, watch what happens. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about Ryan Phillippe, too, in this. What? How do you think, how, do you, how tough do you think it is to date in the public eye? I think it's really tough. Really tough, right? Yeah. I mean, once we get big, I mean, we're probably going to have to deal with that issue, but... Oh, know, I know. It's hard. Think about that every day when we do this podcast. I was getting trying to get into a restaurant the other night. I said, guys who lost, I said, oh, please, please come in. And uh, <laughs> they sat me next to the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, no, I. it must be really hard. And, and it's embarrassing, too. Imagine being accused of assaulting somebody in a lawsuit and it's in the public eye and everybody sees it. It's on Google forever now, too. Even if it's not true, it's going to yeah. be one, well, the first thing that comes up or one of the first things that comes up when you search his name, it's going to be sexual assault lawsuit. But it assault, also, assault lawsuit, sorry. It, not it, sexual. This also could be 100% true. That could, should be 100% accurate and this it could, could have actually happened. I don't know. He, I wonder if this is going to be litigated out. I don't know. I don't know, but, but I was thinking also the text messages, maybe if he was so aggressive towards Hewitt, Right, Hewitt, that's her name? Uh, L.C. Hewitt? Hewitt, yeah. Then could there be messages where he was aggressive towards Reese? In his, te- in his text messages, he had very aggressive text messages? Is that, that's what came out? No, I'm saying like maybe he said to her, hey, listen, I made the same mistake with her that I did with you. On the deck. I'm speculating here so much, but I'm just yeah. saying maybe that's something it is. Well. I don't know. I wonder, I wonder though, if in Discovery, that there have been text messages that came out between him and Elsie that just showed um, that he was an aggressive type of guy. Just yeah. in, and how he communicated. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I mean, I would, I would look for that if I was her, her lawyer. They said he was on, like, steroids. That's how he's in such good shape. I don't know. I mean, I've been on them. <laughs> I look fantastic, let me tell you. Uh, all right, should we rate this one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 10? <laughs> I was like, you're going to give a high score. <laughs> I'm going to give it about a... I, I'm going to give it about... I, I'll tell you. I'll give it a 7. I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. First of all, anything you put in writing can be used against you some way or another. Yeah. And two, I think communications between exes is very interesting, especially in other relationships. I find it fascinating. Yeah, I, w- I would say, you know, I'm going to give it above a five. I'm going to give it a 5.3. And okay. the reason why is very, is very specific. I, I like when you said that anything you put in writing can be used against you these days. And it just, just doesn't apply to text. It applies to emails. It applies to any communication you have with a colleague, with an ex-girlfriend, your family, your boss. 
So you got to be very careful. Even if you're being sarcastic, it can be, ta- it can be taken the wrong way. And especially, everybody's trying to be funny these days. Yeah. Uh, and especially on messaging, I mean, even dating apps, I would imagine. Everybody's trying to be funny. And fl- yeah. You don't think that stuff can come back to haunt you? So basically, be a less funny person. Yeah. On, yeah. Have <laughs> no personality yeah. anywhere and you'll Just be, be safe. totally flat. Yeah. yeah. Hello. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> would you like to have dinner or a whole meal of food? Here's my bio. No further comment besides that. <laughs> if interested, please contact me on this landline. <laughs> It'll be encrypted. <laughs> <laughs> you just stole my whole dating advice. That's what I do. Please call me at this number. Listen, there's risks these days. I so, know. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about our fine- final story of the day. Crazy crime of the week. It's about the World Series. You know, the Red Sox won. That team up in the north. Yep. Boston police have gotten pretty busy after the celebrations after the Red Sox win. They have identified 22-year-old Connecticut man Sean Lindsay as the person who climbed a light pole and punched a light fixture multiple times until it broke. He was arrested the night the Red Sox won the World Series. Um, The Boston police ordered Lindsay to come down, and then he was arrested. Uh, Commissioner William Gross said, For the most part, thousands of people celebrated peacefully except for one individual. What can we say? But that wasn't the only thing that happened after the the Red Sox won. Uh, During the World Series parade celebration, a fan was arrested for throwing a full can of beer at the float that hit Red Sox manager Alex Cora. And then over five Red Sox players had cans of beers hurled their way during the parade. So approximately five people were arrested during this whole celebration for disorderly conduct, assault, battery, a combination. My gosh. Hooligans. Hooligans. Wait, you're such a hooligan. What's <laughs> that from? Kaz, you're, you're, you're hooligan. I don't know. I can't do a Boston accent. Could you? Oh, oh, oh a Boston accent. Yeah. You're hooligans. Uh, da- yad. Yad. We're yeah. going to throw some beer cans. Don't that yad. Yeah. We're one. <laughs> Mine's awful. Uh, I was, so sports, right? I was thinking <laughs> yeah. about this in a way. Yes. There are very few things in life that get people so impassioned and right. so excited. Yeah. Sports is one of those things. Yeah, people get so riled up about it. Why do you think that is? I feel like people like to think they're part of something. Like feel like they're part of something. They like to follow it, and they feel like like to think they're like the most knowledgeable about it than anybody else, and identify with like a larger community. So, you know, I think. It's never been like I, I like sports. I like playing them, but for me, I've never gotten as riled up about it as some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I, do, I, I do get it. You know, when I uh, am cheering on chess players in the park, and I, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I have, sport. Yeah, I, I, I get rowdy. Yeah. I get a little too extreme, but I feel good about myself. I get rowdy when I'm playing sports more than when I'm ra- watching sports. But I feel like there's other people who are the opposite. Isn't it like a heroes and villains kind of thing? You want your team to be the heroes, and then they win. Yeah. They win. They win this battle. Because a lot of people think they're like controlling the team, and right. when like they're like they're the coach, and then when someone does not perform well, it's like they're letting them down personally. They're not listening to their advice. I, I, and I can get like okay, the beer cans, right? You're so excited, you're throwing them. I don't understand this guy, Sean Lindsay. How do you get so excited that you deliberately climb a light pole and punch the light fixture? Like, I'm not even sure. How is that a celebration? Yeah, it just seems like a terrible idea. There's so much adrenaline. Listen, I, I honestly understand people getting riled up. They, you know, I, I don't endorse criminality, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I got so excited. I cheated on my tax return. <laughs> but, like, listen, they're, 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 their team won the World Series. They don't have as many of the Yankees, so they got to celebrate somehow. And 
sometimes things get out of hand, especially when alcohol is involved, which I'm sure it was. I got so excited, I double parked. Like, I like it was like for crimes that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you saw when the Eagles won the World Series. What happened? People were like jumping on light poles and bringing them down, and they had they had to put Vaseline on the light poles. Like, I think they went. The police went around before the That's Super Bowl crazy. so that that people would would be less likely to climb them. But I, I don't understand why you'd even want to do that. I mean, that doesn't seem like a fun way to celebrate. I, if you're like, oh, I got so excited. I I, I don't even say why, why do people like starting fires after celebrations? Nah. That just seems like what what would be what sport would you get the most riled up for? Probably backgammon, <laughs> um, dodgeball, maybe chess. By the way, there's a thing, there was a weird thing called, I think it was like, I don't know the name of it. I saw it on like ESPN 17, whatever it was. The Ocho. The, the Ocho. <laughs> it was like golf, but people throw like a ball. And not a frisbee? Yes, frisbee golf. Frisbee golf, yeah. Frisbee golf. It's a great sport. Yeah, and I love the announcers. Like, where did they find these people? Oh, I've been announcing frisbee golf for my uh, <laughs> my whole professional life. You know, they have that. I think some like college. There's like some college teams that are frisbee golf, or as they call it, froth. You think um, aliens look down at our planet and like it's time s- time to take it over? <laughs> <laughs> They're so primitive. Yeah. <laughs> the world. We just won the World Series. I just committed mail fraud. Yeah. You know, honestly, the the sport that I am the most impressed with is. Probably like probably football because it's like it's basically like war. You're like plotting your mm-hmm. your plays. You are analyzing the other side, which you do in other sports too. But like every single play, you you you're like a general ordering your 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 your, your squad out there. Yeah, it's like risk the game of world domination. Right. I think that's why I enjoy watching that probably the most. Have you ever gotten this excited before out of sports and done something crazy? Michigan football, I have. Y- okay. Yes, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, maybe school when you're part of a school. A larger community. A lo- it's a community thing, right? Yeah, but people get excited for NFL football, too. Yeah, I guess you're part of the state. You're part of there. You grew up. It's also a, like a family thing. My my dad, my grandfather, my my brother, my you know, my sister. Like, everybody's combined. Like, it's a whole family affair that they love this certain team. So yeah. it becomes bigger. It's almost like a family. I mean, I didn't like... I didn't start any bonfires or... or, or that we or know of. Or chuck a beer at somebody's head, but... You know where yeah. we where I where I lived in Michigan. Andrew and I both went to University of Michigan. We went at different times, but uh, I had a house with some friends that were right by the stadium. And I remember this guy from Ohio State walked in and started cursing at people like right in front of our house. He was carried away in a like literally a sea of maize and blue. So there's one little red speck, and he's just carried away. You ever see the movie like Ghost? Mm-hmm. Remember when the guy gets carried away by the ghosts? Imagine <laughs> that that guy just gets carried away. To the, to he's the- like no. He the Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He just gets carried away by a sea of maize and blue. Oh, wow. And he was never seen from again. <laughs> After, like, the, the ceramic pottery scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take my... Is that... No, it's... The take my breath That's not it? Okay. I don't know. 80s, not 90s movies. Yeah. Um, all right. We won't rate this. <laughs> we won't rate this one. The Red Sox don't deserve that. We just lost more of our fans. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but congratulations. Congratulations. Listen... It makes us look better if we beat you next time. Yeah. We want we want a good rivalry. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it for today. Go out and vote today. This is going to air on Tuesday. And uh, we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.